let's go to Hebrews 11. And we're going to just start right there, Hebrews 11, with verse 1. I'm not going to be before you long if the Lord said the same. Y'all said I said that before. Okay. Let's see if I can stick to it this time. Okay. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, if I don't, don't you get upset. <laughs> I warned you. Okay. Hebrews 11. Now faith is. Now, now the word, somebody said noun is not in the original text of the scripture. But faith has to have a tense. So we, if we read it like this, faith is. What is is? Present tense. Okay, so then we can say faith is now. Can we agree on that? We can actually say faith is now. So faith has a tense. And it's always now. It's always present tense. So faith is always present tense. Faith is always going to be now. You need to hear that. Because if you put faith, whenever we say God is going to do, and we put faith in the future, we just remove faith. You're not in faith when you say God's going to do something. Oh, I know I'm shaking up a lot of religious history. Because it's so common to say that. The Lord's going to heal you. No, he's not going to heal you. And if you're waiting on him to gonna, you're not gonna get it. Ooh. Because what you're actually saying is that God has not done it. If I say to you, I'm going to give you a gift, what is your understanding of that statement? It says that I don't have it now, and you must wait for it. But what if I say to you, I have a gift for you. This says, I have it already. And all you have to do is what? Receive. You see how simple that is? But do you see how we have complicated faith? Because we put it in the future when we talk. We, we need it now, but we talk like we can wait on it. Mm. So do you see the dilemma the body of Christ has? They are always putting faith in the future instead of now. Faith only operates in the present tense. That's why you must keep it in the now. I receive it now. I have it now. Because that's where faith is in your now. Oh, Jesus. Now, we said faith is the evidence of things not perceived by our senses. So faith not only has a tense, but is also the evidence of something. Remember we talked about it last Sunday, how that uh, uh, faith is, the, it has substance, but we got to see it from the other realm. It is, it is the evidence of what your natural senses cannot perceive. So faith has, it is very obvious in the spirit realm. Faith can be seen. Mm. Now seen, look at, let's keep reading Hebrews 11. 1. 
Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, that word seen there, don't get stuck on just what your eyes. It's talking about all your five senses. Because you perceive everything in life in this natural realm through your senses. This is why you got to move out of it. Because it limits you to just this physical realm. But you are a tribeing. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. And you need to understand that about you. Mm. But there is a realm where faith is the law. Say faith is the law. Now in this physical realm, our senses are the law. I'll say it again because I hear y'all say, mm. in, the, in the realm where the supernatural faith is the law, but in this physical realm, our senses are the law. We, we are governed by everything we can see, taste, touch, feel, and hear. Oh, Jesus. But when we walk by faith, we must leave the realm of our senses. And go into the supernatural realm where everything exists. Because everything started in that realm. Hmm. So, Pastor Diana, how will I know what my faith is the evidence of if I've never seen it? You know, people are always asking questions. So I thought I'd ask it for you. So then there has to be something that lets me know that I am walking by faith. Look at Romans 10. Romans 10. When you have it, say, I have it. Look at verse 6. But the righteousness, which is of faith, speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. See, faith talks a certain way. We talked about that last Sunday. But let's just keep right on going. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith? But what does faith say? What does faith say? Faith say the word is not thee, even in thy mouth. So words got to go first. It's got to be in your mouth. And in thine heart, they must come and become one. Your heart and your mouth should be in alignment. You shouldn't say stuff you don't believe. Because it conflicts with your heart. Mm. Like I'm just tickled to death. Your heart going like, really? What, what you want me to do with that? I, th I thought you was a faith person. Girl, I about died when I heard that. <laughs> See how the stuff we say? contradicts what we say we believe in our heart. You got to learn how to talk better. You got to talk differently if you're going to live by faith. Because faith is the law. 
and it governs all of the unseen realm. It is the only currency between the unseen and the seen. You can't spend nothing else. Oh, Jesus. What? But what saith it? The word is not thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith. Say the word of faith. Which we preach. What do we preach? What do we preach? We preach the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is good news. Hmm. What happens when good news comes? We now have information. I'm taking it all the way back down to the subatomic level. What is the result of having information? We become possessors of knowledge. And what kind of knowledge did we just get preached? The knowledge of God. So what's your evidence? <laughs> Look at verse 17 in the same chapter. Look at verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing what? The word of God. What's your evidence? The word of God. Mm. The word of God is your evidence. So faith cometh, so then faith cometh, well, let's put it like this. If faith cometh, then faith must come from somewhere, and faith must not have been there before it cometh, or else it would not have come. So you must not have had it before it came. Ooh, Jesus. So faith cometh, and it comes by hearing the word of God, which is the word of faith. When you become a possessor of the word of faith, you have faith. You have faith when you got the word. Our problem is we will make ourselves word people. So we are searching for a formula. We're searching for some dynamic thing to show up. They say, I had faith. No. The Bible said, this is your evidence. It's called the word of faith, which we preach. That's your evidence. If you need more evidence than that, you've missed it. Mm. So faith cometh, and it comes by hearing the word of God. Faith does not come because you pray. Faith does not come because you cry. Faith don't come because you sing a song. Faith only, say only, comes by hearing the word of faith. <laughs> it's the only way that faith comes. You can be inspired. You can be uh, 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 inspired to keep right on moving forward with a song or in your prayer, but faith doesn't come from that. Mm. And guess what? This law of faith cannot be negotiated. You cannot circumvent it. Not if you're talking about dealing with God. You can't do any good deeds and get it. <laughs> there is no other way around it. 
This is the way God built the system. This is it. This is why we must become rooted and grounded in the word. Because mm. we can't change the laws of the kingdom. They're forever established. Forever established. You can't change the law of the kingdom. Your need doesn't change the law of faith. If you don't put the word on your situation, it will not change. Or it will change to something, it'll get worse. I'm trying to get y'all away from the spookiness of trying to get something for nothing. We got to become word people and be, put our dependency on this word. Look at verse 17 again. It says in Romans 10, 17, so then faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, so then faith coming by hearing and the word hearing is what? Present tense, present tense. So then faith coming by hearing the word of God. You cannot have one without the other. Impossible. They are inseparable. Because the whole word, the written word of God is encoded with faith. Without the word, there is no faith. And if you have faith, it is a manifestation of the word you have. You can't have the wet without the water. Try it. You can't have it. Wet and water go together. Just like word and faith. They are inseparable. Mm. Faith and the word are always together. They are tied to each other. Faith does not come by having heard. Because this scripture says, it does not say faith come coming because you heard a scripture last week. It says it comes by hearing, which means this is a continuous hearing. Because hearing is present tense, and it goes on and on. That means I got to continuously hear the word of faith. Oh, now we see why we have issues because we, we want to hear the word one time and go off like we got all the answer. And we'll start moving when we don't really have it yet solidified inside of us. You got to hear something sometimes just depending on your own makeup. You might have to hear it more than somebody else. There's nothing wrong with that. Keep hearing it. Y'all need to go back and listen to these, these lessons. And when I look at YouTube and I don't see but so many views, I'm going like, where are my church people? How many of y'all going back looking at the services? Like you got all of it in here in this room. And you're not taking notes like that. Come on, let's be real. I'm talking about you this morning. And even if you take good notes, you need to go back. If I need to go back and look at it, who you are? And I'm teaching it. And I'm anointed to do what I'm doing. And I go back and look at it again and again. <laughs> so faith does not come by having heard. 
because you heard it last week and you might have understood it last week. You need to hear it again. That's how you keep faith. You got to keep right on providing the word of faith so your faith can stay alive. This is an ongoing, so here in this present tense, and it goes on and on. What so many want to do is hear it the one time, the word one time. You want healing to work. You want finances to work. You want your, you want your life to change. You want your children to change. You want everything in your life to change. But you must be in an environment where healing, prosperity, relationship is taught all the time. So if you're in a church that's not teaching any of these things, you don't have any faith. That's why you're struggling in what you're dealing with. Because faith comes by the taught word. You got to get the word. Then you got to go home. Then you must go home and continue to speak the same word you're learning. You can't put it down because your pastor teaching it. You got to add your effectual measure and go home and put this word in you and activate the faith that is in that word. In your personal space. Mm. Don't be moved on your enthusiasm. Go ahead and just settle down and say, I'm going to get this word in me. And I'm going to change the way my situation looks. Because mm. you can't take a break from the word of faith. You can't go on vacation and take a break from the word. You're a dummy if you do. Excuse me if I offended you. Can I say a little bit? You're silly if you do. Did that sound nicer? You still up with dumb results. And then you, under, you don't understand why circumstances happen and it seems like all of a sudden it just pounce on you. You keep laying the word of faith down. You go on vacation. How many of y'all go on vacation you take your Bible with you? Don't raise your hand because you might be lying. Come on. How many of you take your Bible with you when you go on vacation? You feel like that's a moment that you need to get away from Jesus. <laughs> and when you come back, calamity hits you in the face. You're trying to say, what happened? Somebody done broke in your car, broke in your house, or this done happened, that done happened. Well, you've been off the word for a whole week. What you expect? Why you've been indulging in physical things? You forgot God. This is an ongoing process. You can't lay the word of faith down. And for all y'all techie people, I know you got a Bible on your phone somewhere, don't you? you I mean, you know, you ought to have something for an emergency. I like carrying, a, I like carrying my testament with me. But for those that are techie, hey. Put it on your app. Put an app up there. Put that Bible on your phone. And then turn the phone on and tell, you know, it's, it's kind of difficult when people keep texting you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But you got to keep this word of faith in your face at all times. Mm. Especially when you're dealing with something that you won't change that the devil have already robbed you of. When you need that to change, you, can, you can't slack. You can't, you can't sit back in the cut and say, well, you know what? Pastor Diana, ooh, I, I heard that. The Lord used Pastor Diana, and I got that word, and I'm gone with it. Tell me what I said. 
So we can't take a break from the word of faith and then expect what you heard to last you the whole week. It's like trying to eat. Okay, I mean, if you, now if you're fasting, that's one thing. But if you're not fasting, how many of y'all want to go every day without food from Sunday to Sunday? How many of y'all missed a meal from Sunday to Sunday? Most of y'all can't go more than three hours. They ain't talking about Sunday to Sunday. You will get a snack in there before you eat a meal. Mm-hmm. But you won't eat the word like it's your necessity. What you hear today is not going to take you all the way through the week without you doing something with what you hear today. Go back to Hebrews. Go back up to verse 1. And let's plug it in this way. I'm going to close because I'm, I'm going I'm to keep helping you as long as the Spirit of God tells me this. Let's plug in what we now know. We now know that the Word of God is the substance and the proof. Let's see if we plug it in like this. Now the word of God is the substance of things hoped for. The word of God is the proof of things not perceived by our senses. Whoa, there's all the evidence you ever need in your life. Mm. Okay, here's, here's the acid test. Because I hear people, I talk to people all the time. When I go out, you know, I listen to people. Because you got to listen to people to make sure, you know, that you're not prejudging or nothing like that. You need to hear people out sometimes. And I hear people saying, I really believe the Lord. I'm into the word. And then you ask them this, are you sick? And they say, yes. Are are, Are you struggling financially? Yes. What just happened? They just told me they don't believe the word. You said, but I'm, I'm explaining my situation. No, that's your answer when you ask the test, the, the, the question. That's your answer. If I ask any one of you in this room, are you sick? Now, I ain't talking because y'all know the answer now. <laughs> y'all, but if I ask any one of y'all in this room, if I ask you if you are sick, if your first response is yes, because you got a little fever, you might have had a little pain. Maybe you don't feel your best today. But that's not what the word, see, that's not what the word of faith says. If you really believe the word, then you would say what the word says about you. Instead of what the devil said, the devil told you you were sick. God never pronounced sickness on you. Ooh. God never pronounced brokenness on his people. You need to read the Bible because the Bible declares, even when the Israelites were acting dumb, God still made them the wealthiest people on the earth. Isn't that something? Now, if he did that in their disobedience, because he had a hard time dealing with those people, I'm going to tell you the truth. (laughs) They put him through some stuff. But you know what? But his compassion, he understood. That's why he would raise up one person. Because he couldn't deal with all of them. Because he would have killed everybody right away. 
He got to have one person that will yield to him and obey him. And then he would give that person instructions for everybody. <laughs> but see, God always wanted to do good unto us. That's his nature. We block him from doing good because we won't depend on his word. And it's the only thing he's given us to live by. Because if you live by his word, in that word is his faith. All the faith you ever need is in the word. Man, I tell you, I can sense his presence. Because everything you ever need is in this word. It's, it's not in a gimmick. It's not even in the laying on of hands. It's in his word. When you fall in love with this word and say, Lord, I accept this. See, when, when I began to understand the principles of faith years ago, I began to agree with what I was reading. When I didn't even understand it, I agreed with it. Because I wanted it in my life. Instead of saying I had to learn how to talk again, like a newborn babe, I had to learn how to talk because my vernacular was not aligning with the will of God. I've seen so many Christians wearing sickness like a badge. You'll promote your doctor before you promote this word. My doctor doing this and my doctor's that. And you, you and I, sometimes I just want to, I feel a slapping spirit. <laughs> I just want to say, uh, shut up. You sound like a fruitcake. That's what I feel like sometimes. I just can't do it, you know. <laughs> but I've never seen so many Christians wear a sickness like a badge. And, and they look and say, and they get to talk and they say, look at my sickness. I take 20 pills. How many do you take? It's like a contest. And everybody dying. Just because it ain't showed up completely. You're dying because all medicines have side effects. Every last one of them. When are we going to take this word that's going to give us the side effects we really need? We want the word to work. Now listen, if you own medicine, you need to take it and then agree with this word that by the stripes of Jesus I'm already healed. And I'm not going to live like this for the rest of my life. I'm coming off this medicine. That's why they were, they were really messed up when Dr. Davis, he was a kidney patient. But he came off the medicine. And it was so good that he didn't even tell them for four straight years. They didn't even know he was off the medication. Now, what did that tell you? God was doing some things. This is why I know he decided to leave. <laughs> because there was nothing. His kittens were getting better. And when the last attack came, he says, I'm just tired. I want to go home. That was his decision. You don't have to decide to do that. Because the word was working. You know what he did? He took the same word of faith to leave. He talked himself into leaving. See, this word will work. 
Man, that's why you can't afford sickness. Let me tell you something. Don't, don't glorify sickness. You know what? It, I can talk about things that my body have been through, but what for when God has already healed me of it? Now, if I need it as a testimony when I'm witnessing to somebody, I'll use it. But I don't sit around the round table and talk about sickness and disease. I don't sit around my kitchen table and talk about how broke I am, how little I got, or what shortage. I don't know how I'm going to make it this week. Because I am actually saying that God has not done for me what he has done. That's bad behavior. If you say something about the word of healing to some people, they actually get offended. I ain't talking about sinners. I'm talking about believers. You can see it on their face. They get offended when you start talking about the word. It's like, well, we, they get frustrated. I thought, but, but I thought, and I want to say, but I thought, and then I catch, but, but I thought you were. But they're not really believing this word. Because you can't believe this word and glorify your sickness. I thank God for every doctor that helped me when I needed a doctor. But I ain't going back and, and give no doctor no testimony of what he done for me. God brought me out. When I was dying, the doctor didn't know what to do. God did. When I had lupus, God healed me, not the doctor. When they said I couldn't have any more children, God did. You know what I did? The same God that healed Abraham and healed Sarah. That's the same God that opened up my womb and healed me. The same God. And I had three more kids on what was supposed to be no ovaries and no fallopian tube. I had one, and they said, there's no chance of you having any more kids. He said, he said I can't even guarantee you a 50% chance. Who is he? In relation to my God. That same word brought Casey and Tremaine and Dale Jr. That same word. See, you got to stop being lazy when it comes to the word. I had to put it in my mouth so it can get in my heart. If you're not willing to say it, it'll never get in your heart. It doesn't start in your heart. It starts in your mouth. Mm. So if you're unwilling to say what God says in his word about you, you will never experience what faith and the word has been designed to bring to you. Did you learn anything this morning? 